This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with Evervescent, the goddess of food writing and critique, the very lovely, talented Ann Christensen, and yours truly, DJ Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. On this week's edition of This Bites, we're going to talk about the film festival is around the corner, and they've been doing this really cool film series called Film Feast. They just announced the film lineup for that series. Anne's going to uh, talk about some of those films, and then some got some big news about Snack Boys, some new openings happening in the Deer District, and an Arminian dinner coming as well. But let's kick it off with Milwaukee Film Festival coming soon. One of my favorite events in Milwaukee. It's mm-hmm. one of the fastest-growing film festivals in the country. They do some amazing things year-round. They now run the Oriental Theater, which is really cool. But uh, today, or yesterday... It's been a few days, actually. A few days. <laughs> and now it's a lineup for, for the, the f- Film Feast series. Oh, yes. And the Film Feast series is exactly what, Anne? Just Those to- are six films that have a culinary focus. Okay. So those are the ones that, of course, are especially interesting to this bites. And um, so there's six films. I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. All really interesting, you know, a mix of uh, actually more, I would say, more documentaries in terms of like what the style is. Yeah. But also, you know, kind of there there are some that are, you know, kind of, uh, you know, more of a fiction, mm. fictionalized tale. Um, so, okay, so the first one we're, I'm going to talk about is called um, Abe. And Abe is about a 12-year-old boy who has a grandparent who is Jewish and a set of grandparents who are Palestinian. Okay. And so there is that, um, obviously there is the, the, some of that tension there, and this is conflict, actually. And the, the 12-year-old Abe is very interested in cooking, and he wants to kind of bring these two uh, different viewpoints together. So the set of grandparents who are Palestinian and the grandpa who is Jewish. And he tries to do that through a fusion dinner. Oh. So that's sort of the premise of the movie. It's uh, kind of a coming-of-age tale, okay. uh, positive, and has a lot of kind of global food, or at least Palestinian and Israeli type of food f- uh, focus. Okay. Abe is played by Noah Schnapp, who's one of the actors who stars as, uh, well, one of the, the kids on Stranger Things. Oh. So uh, I'm, one I think is a really important one to see. It's called Eat Up. Um, this is about the, the it's, you know, there are a lot of kids in, the, in this country that rely on free lunch programs, but oftentimes that food is not good for them. It's mass produced. Yeah. It's unappealing. Um, it's not good. It's, it's unhealthy. And this documentary spends 12 months inside Boston's public school system okay. and kind of looking at their attempts to create a new system that is much more healthy and better tasting for kids. There's a documentary, or at least part of the documentary of this uh, food documentary, I can't remember what it was called, talked about the Japanese school lunches, which are like, I don't know, 10,000 times tastier, 10,000 times healthier. Yeah, like it, And it looks amazing that the school lunches in japan eat up is the name of this it's an inside look at bureaucracy corporate power and food and what can be done to change these school lunches across the nation um then i would like to mention a film that i just had the opportunity to see it's a documentary about competitive 
eating. Um, and if you've ever heard of these like Coney Island hot dog competitions, yeah, that, that takes place every they take place every year. You probably heard of Joey Chestnut, who's um, won a lot of these competitions. This is really about uh, two competitors. It's actually about Joey, but maybe more so um, the Asian competitor uh, Kobe, who um, kind of starts this kind of. The, the American like interest because he just creates all these world records and he breaks his own records and he's this he's from Japan and um, it's it's kind of about him and uh, then it's a little bit about the rivalry between him and right. Joey Chestnut and um, it is uh, it is at times hard to watch because you know yeah I'm not a fan of like it's really really wild I mean what I wanted to see and felt like I didn't really see was um, how this kind of takes a toll on their bodies. Yeah, because they actually train their Yeah, you see body. them training, and that's interesting. Like NPR told, had a piece about what they do to their bodies to make it uh, accepted. Like, they do, like, it's like exercising. They do exercises. Yeah. They do breathing techniques. Yeah. Um, they're trying to stretch things out. Um, they, give, they x-ray these people's bodies to show how different... Really? Yeah, parts of their... I don't know what we're getting, but it was like... A while ago, showing the difference between a competitive eater and a regular person, so you can see slightly different guts structure. I guess that's the best way to put it. That's wild. Yeah, I would have loved to have known more about that. That yeah. was something I didn't really learn, but it was interesting nonetheless. I don't know how anyone would want to do this, um, but you saw the is- lady on the internet that was eating mayo. Straight out of the jar, right? No. Oh, she was just scarfed, like a big old. Was it a food competition, or was she? It was just a video. I don't know. I mean, as knowing knowing this crazy world, it probably is a mayo eating contest out there. But I I stopped after a second. Like once you put that first spoon, I'm like, I can't. No, I can't watch that. That's just intolerable. Looks like you would do Miracle Whip instead. I would do Miracle Whip. Never. <laughs> Always may over Miracle Whip. There's no place. I don't I don't like Miracle cool. Whip, though. So anyway. the, those are just some of the films that uh, will be part of the Film Feast series at Milwaukee Film Festival. Just around the corner. Uh, so, is it the 11th year? They did the 10th year last year, right? I think it's oh, wow. I, yeah. Something like that? Yeah. So big ups to them. Support for this bite comes from your membership and society insurance an insurance company serving up a smorgasbord of coverages to restaurants and bars. Society Insurance offers restaurants and bar owners tailored insurance options. A full menu of Society's coverages, as well as risk prevention tips, are available at societyinsurance.com. 88.9's new podcast series, Backspin. The search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song is now available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Stream all six episodes now. Now, we're back and we're going to continue our conversations about Snack Boys, which is a really cool place because I know you go there for the Burt Reynolds painting. Just for that, yeah. Um, but Snack Boys, there's some uh, big news about Snack Boys, which is located in Walker's Point currently. Yes. So what's the big news? that? Uh... Well, the big news is that Snack Boys is going to move to the east side to the former Hotel Foster space, which uh, um, the owners of Snack Boys, well, John Reverd, who's one of the owners of Boone and Crockett and Snack Boys used to operate Hotel Foster. And so that space is like right by Whole Foods across from Hooligans. It's been vacant now for a while. And apparently what happened was um, 
I think he was really interested in the sign mm. that was still there. And when he looked into it, it sounded like, you know, the space was, um, the the sign was still up and, and he wanted, so he wanted to buy it, but it, the space was also, nobody had moved in there. So, uh, so he decided to meet with the owner and um, turned out, hey, this would be a space that could be really viable for s- snack boys, offered more space. Oh. One and a half times bigger, bigger kitchen. So long story short is they are deci- they are going to move Snack Boys to the former Hotel Foster. I don't have an exact date for you. Meanwhile, Snack Boys is still operating in their Walker's Point location on 2nd Street um, and will until, it, until the move. And then once it does move, uh, the owners, which include Mitchell, who's yep. the, one of the chefs, um, they're going to change the... Uh, space in Walker's Point into a new concept, so something totally different. I don't know what that is yet, oh. um, but it's still going to apparently be a you know a place that serves mm-hmm. food and drinks. So I wonder where you're going to put the uh, other Burt Reynolds painting. Are they going to move it? Oh, they're going to move it. They're going to move it. That's what I'm hearing. They're okay. going to move it. When the where? I don't know, but honestly, so it's going to be both floors, right? Hotel Forest is two floors. I, I mean, that's my guess. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't want to occupy two floors. the second. It's really a mezzanine, I guess. right? Honestly, I think this is really good news for the east side because, yeah. you know, for quite a while that... That, that, that whole little strip was empty. Yeah. And now it's like, boop. Hacienda moved we, in, right. We're back in. Back got, in business. And we got crossroads side. across the street, the collective. Um, so that's that's kind of good news for that mm-hmm. area. Really good news. So, yeah, that's cool. Snack boys. I like that because, I mean, I work at Walker's Point, but at least... I don't... I'm. I'm I, like, I, if I want to taste the snack boys, I'm in River West. Yeah. I'm like, mm, And it's much closer. I don't really want to go driving. Right. Now I'm sort of like, I'm going to go to snack boys. So I, I'm, I'm happy because where I live, that they're moving over to the east side. So, cool. Um, let's talk about uh, some uh, new openings happening in uh, the Deer District. Fear the deer. Okay. Do you fear the deer? Yeah. Uh, you know, I always fear the deer. I think fear that's the, the safe way to go yeah. is to fear the deer. Uh, well, okay, there's two places that have opened. There are two new bar restaurants on 3rd Street, Old World 3rd, um, called Uncle Buck's, which, if you're of my generation, you will remember the movie with John Candy, Uncle Was that a Bucks. silent film? <laughs> you know, Tariq, your humor is really underrated. Uh, and Red Star. So these are the two new places. Um, one of them has a Northwoods theme. Um, and the other is sort of, sort of a nightlife sort of vibe, apparently. And um, the one of the owners is Mike Vitucci, who owns Vitucci's on the east side. Mm. And I think he also, he has another spot that's right, well, he's got, an, he's a, got a couple spots on the east side. Um, and uh, so apparently Uncle Bucks is doing the whole, like, rotating craft beers and cocktails. Of course, you know, plenty of drinks. Um, non-alcoholic drinks, which I don't know how many people over there are doing non-alcoholic drinks, but there's food as well. I don't have a, a, a much information on the food quite yet. I'm guessing, you know, this is very, you know, sports bar-y, not sports bar, but, you know, kind of bar food, you know, the kind of fare that you would get before you go to something at Fiserv, or mm. if you're in that area and you want to go kind of bar hopping, cool. um, that kind of fare. But um, so, you know, uh, there, as I, you know, as we've noticed that area is growing and growing and I think there's probably just going to be more spots in that deer yeah. district area. 
Yeah, it's it's. I was there there. Uh, I came uh, last night. Uh, the other couple of nights ago, I was coming out of Chop House. I was driving. Yeah. To the Deer District, and it was like this it's, is really interesting. Like, uh huh. Remember I, where it was? That whole area, most of it's like parking garage. You know, they had the old third world, old 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 world third oh, street. I can never say that for some strange it's reason. Fine. Um, but that was pretty much it. You know, you had that big empty kind of just gravel, whatever that is, area, and and look at it now. It just, it is, uh, you know, it is its own. The transformer, Autobots, robots in the skies. Yeah, right. There. But um, cool, Uncle Box and Red Star. Uh, next is um, a restaurant that had to close because of some flooding. But they're reopening. What restaurant is this, Anne? Yeah. Uh, anyone who does uh, brunch a lot on the weekends is probably familiar with a restaurant named Brunch. Uh, and back in June, they had to close their location, which is very close to the river. Um, like, uh, I want to say Wells and Plankington. Um, so they had to close because of the flooding. And now they've relocated to 714 North Milwaukee Street and uh, are just reopening for business um, actually, they're doing a whole grand opening celebration in a couple weekends, the 28th and 29th. Um, and during that time, they're going to be doing, you know, kind of free mimosas. Um, they're going to have, uh, you know, some, some special promotions going on. But, um, you know, this is kind of that place where you go for, you know, the hangover burrito, mm. the biscuit and gravy benedict, um, kind of those things that coat your stomach. Mm. After a night, night of, of uh, drinking, yeah, I don't know. I know you know a lot about that, but I, I do. Know. Yeah, but um, they're also doing some new fall menu items, which include a lox benedict, sticky bun, French toast, and quinoa fried rice. Quinoa fried rice. I'm still not a fan of quinoa. But quinoa is not rice, so how can you call it quinoa fried rice? But well, anyway, it is, the technique of it's, fried it's rice fried and quinoa. quinoa. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like chicken fried quinoa. Chicken fried quinoa? Like chicken fried rice. So yeah. It should be called anyway. <laughs> um, and finally, a really cool event happening at Sanford. Um, what's the details on that, Anne? Uh, sure. Well, um, Sanford, uh, as I've mentioned many times, is one of my favorite restaurants, really. Um, and the owner, chef owner, Justin Abrahamian, uh, had... Um, started with a one night of this this special Armenian dinner that's um, on September 30th, Monday, but it sold out very quickly. So he just added another date. And so if you're interested, um, you know, definitely jump on this. October 1st is the second date. That's Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, Justin, some of his heritage, his father on his father's side, he's Armenian mm-hmm. um, and really cooks that style of cuisine really, really well. Um, and so they're going to be it's um, it's going to be a four-course meal with pairings. I'll tell you a few of these courses. Um, lamb stuffed grape leaves with lebna and pickled apricot. Uh, grilled trout and fried mussels with eggplant, peppers and tomatoes. Uh, spiced beef strip loin with uh, kufta, cabbage and pumpkin and sumac yogurt. And finally, walnut cake with um, malab ice cream preserved quince. And brandied cherries, and each is um, each comes with a different beverage pairing. So whether mm. it's a wine or like in the last courts, the very the dessert course is paired with an Armenian brandy cocktail. Nice. When is it again? 
Uh, well, the second date was added. That's October 1st, which is a Tuesday night. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll post all those uh, links for that dinner and all the things you just heard on this week's edition of This Bites at our website at radiomilwaukee.org slash This Bites. This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast, produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab. Lab. With support from Society Insurance, of course, generosity from your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, iTunes, Spotify, NPR, or anywhere you get your podcast. And as always, stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. Cool. Have a great weekend, Anne. You too.